All right, let's do it. So we start with Christian Watson, and near the very end of this game, he went down, the knee was bent, and it looked like it rotated, and that in itself is very concerning for an ACL. Now, certainly, he'll get an MRI today, and we'll know a little bit more likely right after. The best-case scenario here is just a sprain, and you may hear that called an MCL and or bone bruise. Average on that would be about three weeks, but there is real concern here, so we're keeping a close eye on the Watson headlines. And then we have optimism on Christian McCaffrey. He is going to be playing tonight. Now, the oblique strains don't typically cause a performance dip on a per-touch basis, but the one thing to remember is that this is not a great Vikings team, and there is a re-aggravation risk. So typically, we do see players have fewer touches towards the end of games if the score is not close. Then Debo Samuel. Now, he is out. He's dealing with what they called a hairline fracture. These pain from fractures goes down a lot over the course of about three to four weeks. So what we're expecting here is, of course, missing week seven, missing week eight, and then they have the week nine bye. So I think Debo Samuel probably comes back week 10. I don't think you're going to see much of a performance hit, again, because the pain is very much improved over the course of these four weeks. Then on the same team, Trent Williams, he, by video, looks like a high ankle sprain. The average on this would be about three weeks out. But Trent Williams does tend to come back a little bit faster. We profile him as what we call a more durable player in that sense. And so we would lean towards two weeks on Trent Williams. Then Deshaun Watson, a little bit of a weird situation as usual with Deshaun Watson. He had a pretty big hit to his head. It looked like he was going to be in concussion protocol, but they said he already cleared that. We saw him on the sideline stretching out and warming up his shoulder and we know he's been dealing with a rotator cuff issue there but overall we don't have any firm reason to say that Deshaun Watson is likely to miss week eight so I would lean towards him being back out there and available then Saquon Barkley he hyperextended his elbow but Giants fans can breathe a little bit of a sigh of relief in the sense that most elbow injuries, especially when players are able to return in the same game, don't cause any real missed time and don't cause much of a performance hit. Then we have Jerome Ford. Now, a little less optimism here. By video, it looked like a high ankle sprain, and he was wearing a boot after, which sort of more or less confirms the same. The one good saving grace here is that Jerome Ford's foot, when he got injured, wasn't all the way planted into the ground, and therefore he may have gotten away with a milder version. So the average on these is three weeks, but if I had to guess at this point with pretty limited information, I would lean two weeks on Jerome Ford out. And then optimism on two guys, first Javante Williams. Now he's looking increasingly explosive as he's coming in and out of cuts and we really love to see that for Javante because obviously he had the ACL and the LCL or posterior lateral corner in other words very severe knee injury and that dip was projected to last until week eight is when our data said he was going to hit 90 percent so he's visually looks like he's right on track for that 
and going forward week 12 onwards he should look very much like his pre-injury self so i think javante williams is going to be in for a improvement in his second half of the year then aaron jones and aaron jones was actually out touched by aj dillon who we know is not a particularly effective backup but that is actually a pretty common theme when running backs return from a hamstring injury and they're on the older side like Aaron Jones is. So the first game back is usually a limited workload, easing them back in. But second game back and onwards is usually back to near full capacity. So we're expecting more touches as these weeks go on. Then Justin Fields. Now Justin Fields, of course, dislocated his thumb. He was out this week. He will very likely be out week eight. It's really asking a lot to regain enough grip strength to firmly grasp and and spin the ball just two weeks out. My my expectation is probably week nine. Week eight's not totally off the table, but it just is not particularly likely. Then we have David Montgomery. Now, the Lions are coming up on their bye week, and with that in week nine, I am more or less expecting David Montgomery to be out week eight. Now, there's a chance some players would come back on the second week of this injury, which would be week eight, and they would take a numbing injection, wear some protective padding, and they would usually play with a performance hit as well. But David Montgomery, with them coming up on the bye, it sounds like he would probably go week 10 after the bye instead. And then DK Metcalf, now he missed his first game of his career, which is in itself very impressive, but Metcalf dealing with the two injuries, rib plus hip, is I think really what did did him in. And the fact that he was able to return from the hip, which we're told is the real reason he was out this week, he was able to return from that in the same game last week. So it suggests to me it's more of a pain control issue and that given his history of, of extreme durability, it would be a little surprising if he misses week eight as well. And then Deontay Johnson, he was back. He looked pretty good. And Deontay Johnson is, is really showing us, similar to how Cooper Cup did earlier this year, that when players come off of the IR for a hamstring strain, they're usually ready to go near 100%. The one thing to keep in mind is with Johnson, there is a 10% re-injury risk, and that's for the first six weeks of his return. So if he avoids that re-injury risk, he should look like this and should be very effective. But just keep that in mind in the back of your head. And then Austin Eckler. Now, a little bit of a weird situation. He had the high ankle. He came back last week. He didn't perform great, which is kind of the typical for the first game back from a high ankle, especially for an older running back. And then in this game, by video, it looked like he had another low ankle sprain. So with that in mind, we do keep we do think that Austin Eckler may have had a little bit of a performance hit there. And typically, the low ankles don't cause so much of a performance hit, but they do split the workload more. So we're watching the coming practice reports for the week closely. I think Austin Eckler is going to have a series of limited practices getting this thing to rest up. And... With that, I think if he does have those limited practices, you're probably going to see another split workload in week eight. Then Tyler Lockett, 
For Lockett played, he didn't have an injury designation, but keep in mind that he was playing with a hamstring strain that he was limited for at multiple points this week. And when that occurs, especially he's an older wide receiver, about 31 years old, he would be expected to have both an efficiency dip and a workload limit. So with that in mind, Tyler Lockett is probably going to be improving week eight and week nine, but I think that partially explains his his week performance this week. Then Daniel Jones, this one's a little bit odd. He practiced in a limited fashion all week. He looked really good by video throwing the ball in practice footage, but he wasn't yet cleared for contact, and obviously that's key. And with this neck injury and the fact that he has a prior neck surgical history, that all together suggests that Daniel Jones, not quite there yet. My guess would be week eight, week nine, but it's hard to know for sure given that he's not yet cleared for contact. And then Kyron Williams, he was placed on the IR and is eligible to come back week 12 because they have the week 10 bye. So that, that would be my expectation, but because this is likely a high ankle, you're usually seeing a performance dip when players return. Then Pat Fryermuth, unfortunate news, he was injured with the hamstring and it sounded like a moderate severity hamstring if he was able to return in about three weeks initially and then re-injured as he was trying to work his way back. So IR, again, with these, most of them are ready to come back at near full strength once they're off the IR and you just saw that with Cooper Cup. So that's my expectation, but because he's had the re-injury, there's going to be about a 20% re-injury risk for the rest of this year. Then Zach Charbonnet, dealing with a hamstring strain, we have really no information to go off of other than that he didn't practice at all this past week. My guess, based on the average of these being two to three weeks, is that he sits this week as well and then returns the following, but it's really hard to know. We'll have to be following practice reports on this. Then Jimmy Garoppolo, he is he was sent to the hospital, had a reassuring evaluation, and there's that that basically implies that there wasn't any major fracture, there wasn't any organ injury, and those are kind of the biggest things that you look out for when someone's sent to the hospital for a back issue. So with Jimmy Garoppolo, I'm optimistic that he plays week eight but we'll be following practice reports pretty closely here. Then Kyler Murray. Now, my thought is Kyler Murray probably returns week nine. When they open up the 21-day window for a player like Kyler Murray, they usually tend to take nearly all of it. So Kyler Murray has a good chance of coming back week nine. I think week eight is probably pushing it, which a bad team with a young franchise quarterback is not likely to do. You add in for his performance that quarterbacks don't typically see much of a passing hit when they come back from an ACL, and that gives us some optimism, but they do see a pretty big dip in their rushing, and at least for the fantasy football perspective, that's probably why you're most interested in Kyler Murray at this point, so it would be a little hard for me to really have a lot of faith in in Kyler Murray straight out of the gates. And then a couple of Bears running backs, Khalil Herbert, he is, of course, on the IR. So expect to see him back after that window. It opens back up. 
but with a performance hit because it's a high ankle. And then Rashawn Johnson, it's a little bit hard to predict concussions as they go longer. There's more variation because there's very few of them that really go past two weeks. So Rashawn Johnson, the data would slightly favor him coming back week eight. But as I mentioned, there's a high variance here. So it's hard. we'll just have to follow the reporting on it. Then Justin Jefferson and Devon Achan both have reason for optimism. They're both on the IR, but the average on Jefferson's hamstring is a two to three week injury. So the IR is a bit of an outlier, probably a conservative measure. And similarly, the average on Achan is about three weeks for a knee sprain, MCL sprain. And the both of these are likely young players being conservative. And because they're young, their re-injury risk is a little bit lower than the older players. So with Jefferson, that would be about 10% for the first six weeks of his return, and Achan, about 10% for the rest of the season. So we do expect both to be off the IR and at full strength when they're eligible. Then Anthony Richardson, he is having surgery, so of course his season is over. We don't have a ton of data directly in the NFL on this, but throwing athletes return at a very high level. About 90% of them are able to come back to their pre-injury level of sport. So we have reason for optimism on Anthony Richardson, and this isn't something that involves the stability of the what we think about with the, the typical shoulder joint. It is part of the shoulder, but... There's basically two joints there, and and this is the less concerning one. So Anthony Richardson, we don't feel that this is a, a real re-injury risk going forward. Then two Bengals that both have reason for optimism coming out of the bye. First, obviously, Joe Burrow. He, looks, he looked like he was getting more mobility, and now he's about six weeks from that re-injury that it had occurred earlier. So... With Joe Burrow, that gives us a lot of reason for optimism. He's going to be improving consistently, but also, most notably, that re-injury risk is going down week by week and, and particularly now. So, so with Joe Burrow, we have, again, a lot of reason for optimism. And then with T. Higgins, we look at his rib injury as one that does improve pretty quickly. So coming off of the bye and the two weeks before, T. Higgins should look more like his pre-injury self. And then my Texans, Tank Dell and Robert Woods. Tank Dell was in the concussion protocol. He will likely be back this coming week without a performance hit. And then Robert Woods, like T. Higgins, played last week before the bye, but was dealing with a rib injury that typically dropped performance, especially for older wide receivers. And he did score a touchdown. He looked reasonable, but... He should be back at near full strength this coming week. And then one interesting one, Jalen Ramsey. So we found out a little bit more about Ramsey. They opened up his window, and my suspicion is week nine is a reasonable target for him. With Jalen Ramsey, they, they're saying that the reason they were able to open him up earlier than the average meniscus repair is because of the location of the tear, meaning it was more uh, well vascularized and and as a result, heals a little quicker. All of that is obviously good news, but most importantly, I think the Jalen Ramsey reporting 
suggests that they're not going to be a major performance hit for him when he comes back. Jalen Ramsey is a 90-plus percentile athlete, and for that reason, projects to regain his pre-injury performance on a much quicker level than most players would. So optimism here for the Dolphins. And that's all I have for now, so I'll kick it back over.